Hi! Today's episode is with the amazing Amanda, the co-founder of Playful Magazine, the guide into the Berlin underground scene. Berlin can be such an incredible and intense city with so many freeing experiences and in my opinion, the best clubbing scene. And that's what we speak about in this episode. We share our views on techno clubs, we talk about being playful, having kinks, and the advantages of Berlin for creative people. Amanda. Yes. I would like to know more of who you are. And since you are the co-founder of Playful Magazine and Playful Podcasts, would you describe yourself as playful? Oh, wow. That's a great question to start off with, because actually... I do feel playful where I'm at right now and I did feel playful when we founded Playful, me and Philip, the other co-founder. Shout out to Philip. <laughs> yes, who's <laughs> um, behind the scenes but does an amazing job um, and I did feel, feel playful then but I did feel at one point that I l lost my playfulness and it was, I mean, We were having, we were starting all this four and a half year. No, sorry, three years ago, three and a mm. half years ago, and that was before the pandemic, mm. before the lockdown, and over the lockdown, I feel that when everything like, I don't know, it's more difficult to be playful when you're not surrounded by people and you cannot do your job to the same extent. Mm -hmm. So after the lockdown, like I think it was even this one year ago, I think it was, I found myself like hanging out with a friend and I was like, so weird. Like I am having a for like a platform named Playful and I don't feel playful where I'm at right now. So you said COVID, but it seems like it was not just COVID. Was it like the fact that you that you took playful to another level so it wasn't just like you know the beginnings it was more serious like more pressure on you like what was the reason yeah i think you're right spotting that side too and yeah i think but it was definitely my like perception of the whole situation like i think i could have it could have been more things to do but i could still like be playful because there was like you know I was always invited like there was always like things that were was going on like I had fr friends to visit parties to go to there were playful things going on in my life I just chose to not do it because I felt I didn't have the time hmm. so I was like no I cannot I cannot do that and I and I always felt like I didn't do enough And then I was like, shit, you know, here I am. I'm lifting these amazing people who really, you know, I could learn a lot from <laughs> and about being playful and pres preserve that. But instead, I'm like just sitting in a, a room and editing and just pushing, pushing, pushing. And yeah, and ooh, what I did. I bought some mushrooms from this great guy in the neighborhood <laughs> who grew them on his balcony. And I was like starting to microdose them. And I felt that like I just needed to, to kind of connect to another part of my brain. And I think that kind of triggered me into another direction. And from there, I, things evolved and I did 
other things that could then help me take the next step to find my playfulness again. I love that. <laughs> so it seems like you are extroverted mm. or maybe an intra-extrovert. What would you say? Oh, intra-extrovert as introverted extrovert or... At the same time. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I definitely love being around people, but... I also realized or like I know that I am a person who also needs to collect myself. Yeah. I need to figure my thoughts out in like a quiet place. And so an intra extrovert. I think that's it. Yeah. I think you're probably that. Yeah. yeah. Because there are some people who tend to be more on the extroverted side, like they can hang out with you forever and oh, yeah. they oh, don't no. feel drained. But mm. I go home. Yeah. Yeah. I leave the party not the I'm not the last person to leave the party. That's a good description. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very spot on. And since we talked about Playful, how did you find the name for your magazine and mm. your podcast now? Yeah. It was the brilliant Philip, the copywriter, Philip who's not a copywriter. It started out as a print magazine. Mm-hmm. And the first cover star was Scotty the Blue Bunny, the amazing, amazing Scotty. And since he's a rabbit, we were playing around with the Playboy connection and doing a spin-off on that Mm -hmm. because it's fun that he's like a 55-year-old gay bunny. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, And that it would be like, yeah, a little joke. So we were thinking like, what should we, you know, what would be fitting? And we were doing, we were thinking like, play, play. And Philip was like, playful. And I was like, fuck. That's spot on on all yeah. directions. Like that's a word we were having, we were talking a lot about and having in mm-hmm. mind all the time. And then we were looking up just to see that we're not like, there's other publications that are already doing something on a complete different mm-hmm. topic that we're like, you know interfering with or some something like this and we were like there seems to be nothing which is crazy and then no but first maybe you can go back in time yeah how do you get to this point of i want to create a print magazine about the underground scene of berlin when moving to berlin which was like four yeah yeah for almost five four four and a half years ago um I was just gonna stay, we were just gonna stay for like one year was the plan mm-hmm. because we love the city. And was lo- it a test thing? Mm. Or a little bit like escapism, maybe, you know? Like, oh god, let's just avoid Sweden. No. Sweden for a bit. <laughs> no, but um, maybe. Yeah, well, we used to have our getaways to Berlin where we partied a lot and had fun and we always felt like. You know, I always felt very free in the city and very much like not being judged and I could just Yeah, it was be playful. Be playful, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, but really. And uh, and then yeah, and then we got married and we were like, what's next? What's the next thing? Like we're very people who love to go move forward in life and to to evolve and to do to have fun <laughs> so we were like okay maybe we will just take a year and go to berlin 
and we did and we were both freelancing as journalists and we ca- we did a calculation on how little we could work yet earn a living like you know like how many hours did we have to work to be able to make a living and have as much fun as possible so we were like maybe four hours four days a week mm-hmm. like then we would be able to pay rent party go for cocktails eat go to Vabali once a month yeah that was we were like oh this is great then of course as a freelancer people don't always pay you and shit happens but mid through like half a year later we had been doing that and we were like what like why is there nothing that like introduce us to all these people that we meet because it's different in Sweden DJs are behind the booth and the performers are on the stage and you are never connected to them like in Berlin I figured in Bergen for example the DJs they play their set after that they're around the bar you can have a conversation like you talk and it's never like me and you it's not separated it's like we are here sharing the space together and I felt that really strongly because of the contrast of Sweden Mm -hmm. I think and I really really appreciated that at the same time I wanted to know how come this vibe was so profound in this city and what about this city made them want to live here and maybe you know Mm -hmm. I wanted to know more so I felt like okay let's find something where people where you can get to know these people a little bit more. And the city, because there are these like guides in many big cities, they have a guides and they have, you know, like go to these um, clubs this weekend. These are some new restaurants in, in the city or, or like whatever courses or it can be anything. But I didn't find anything like this here. There were like some nice publications like Ex Berliner. Also, it would it I would wanted it in English because mm-hmm. I I didn't speak German, uh, and it was like Explorer, which is a really good magazine I feel. And but they they do more focus on news for for expats, mm-hmm. and it wasn't at all the angle I was looking for. Mm-hmm. So then we were like one morning we had our morning coffee at the um, uh, co-working space we were working at, and we're like, why don't we do it? I said, and then it was like. What do you mean? I was like, why don't we just create it? And then it started rolling. And I think like that's the same week that we decided we wanted Scotty because we already knew him through a friend. Mm-hmm. And we wanted Scotty on the cover. And at the same week, we decided on the name. And, you know, things started to sh- take form. Scotty was the first guest. I mean, yeah, the first the um, cover star. Cover star, yeah. Yeah. And from there, it just was, you felt that it was spontaneous. It was rolling spontaneously. Yeah, and it's such an amazing city to do projects in. People were very welcoming. Like, um, we also, in the first issue, we also interviewed uh, Roy Perez, who's the the DJ, who's also, uh, at the time, the he plays still a lot in Panorama Bar. And also the trust of, from these people. Like Scotty, since we knew him a bit, he could have also been nice to us. But also, it's the trust you give to someone to be on their first cover, mm. you know? And 
we felt that we got this from a lot of people we featured in the first issue. Like they needed maybe some assurance, like what's the graphics like, how it's gonna be, what topics. Mm. Of course, they're not stupid, they're aware, but I mean, the whole the whole amount of trust was anyway really profound and amazing, and and then from that I feel that we had a lot of people welcome welcoming us and supporting us. And before the interview started, I also mentioned Ellen Alien, who was our third cover star and who supported us a lot in the beginning, which we are super or still does, which we are super super uh, thankful for. And uh, yeah, I feel this city is like super welcoming to new things that feel fun and people who want to contribute to Berlin, the doors are open, I tell you that. In any way possible, this is like an amazing city to be part of something, to build something, to to reach out for help because people, people won't, in my experience, feel the same kind of elitism Mm. that you have in a lot of, I, in my head, I envision there's more elitism in London and Paris, but I cannot say much about it. It's just my own kind of feeling. I know for facts that it's a lot of that part in many places in Sweden, the big capitals or the big cities. Mm. I mean, yeah, for capital, Berlin is extremely open mm. to whoever you want to be. And also to the transformation that might happen. Because when you come here and when you are like two years later, you're just like a completely different person. Or just a few months later, people come here just to see it, like maybe just for a week. And they're like, hmm, I want to stay here. You know, what? I really loved what you said. After two years, you're a complete different person. Because I feel that after two years of living here, you have found a part of yourself because you're not being judged that's how i feel i Mm. I feel that i have not been judged in the city and i would never have dared taken these steps in many other cities that i am aware of in this city i feel that people were i never i would never judge if you try and you fail no one's gonna laugh at you people Mm. are gonna be like amazing you just you just did it you just went for it cool if it flops, it's like, next thing, have fun, you know? It's yeah. one life and just do the most out of it, I feel. That, I, I also love that you said that because so many people ask themselves, why do people come to Berlin? Like, why is it so attractive for people? And I think the, one of the biggest parts is exactly what you described, like the freedom to be who you want to be, which is not given in other places. And I do agree, I lived in Paris for a year. I think they just have a different social norms or expectations and also just the language is a whole barrier but that's something else. <laughs> yeah, here we speak English which is why no one's good at German. Like, terrible with German. That's why we suck at German. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. We need a little pressure there maybe. Yeah we'll get better it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Actually it's also interesting because that was a common a common thing that a lot of artists that we've been featuring have been sharing with us that we're like okay how come you live in berlin how come you stay here how come your journey started in berlin or how come you you decided to to do drag first when you moved to berlin or mm. uh, to start to produce your own music you know and people are like a lot of people mentioned that they're like well 
I felt suddenly when I was in the city, I felt creative. Mm. Why would that be? You know, my opinion is that it's because you're not judged. You don't have the same frame to live inside. If you're outside of the frame, you're just as welcome to sit at the table or, you know. We are mid-episode. Your support means a lot. And if you already haven't done so, rate us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Yeah, exactly. And also, I think because there's so many creative people around you coming here for the same reason. You're not afraid to fail. Exactly. Yeah. And that is so hard to find in any mm. other city. What are your favorite clubs in okay. Berlin? <laughs> What a cliche. Okay. Um, I absolutely love Berlin. Okay. Number one. Yeah, it has to be. Like, I feel that it's a big cliche, but I feel that when you've been there or when you've been, like, going there for a couple of times, and the first time for many people who go the first time, they're just, like, their eyes are opening up. For me, it wasn't the first time I went there. Mm. First time I went there, I was like, okay, cool. But I wasn't blown away. Mm -hmm. Also because I was not listening to that kind of music. Like... What were you listening to before? Ooh. On clubs, I would say I was more so housey. I went to same heads a lot. Okay. So more so like that kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. um, of course, they have house also in Panorama Bar. But I mean, yeah. But were you going to techno clubs before? Or was that kind of first intro to Berlin style techno? I did not go there, and yes, it was, yeah. Bergheim and Tresor mm -hmm. and Griesmühle, like mm -hmm. old Griesmühle, um, these were the clubs where I discovered techno and started to f to understand, like, to understand, I mean, to to feel that it did something for me. Because I didn't feel that before. I felt yeah. like it's a lot to take in. And you need to navigate in that. And I think like take it a little bit per and per. Mm -hmm. And I think house music or any electronic music can be a great introduction to then dig deeper. And also clubbing and being around people um, who like maybe share some, some music tips with mm -hmm. you. And people who you think have a great taste in music. If they start sharing music with you that are like heavier in the end you're gonna see qualities in it i guess or if you're in a club and having a great time you're also gonna maybe get into it or not so coming back to to techno um it's true that once you it's hard to get to know what it is and why people love it so much. But once you understand it, then you like, okay, I get why so many people like literally live in Bekheim. Like I met um, someone in Bekheim that I was like, I described Bekheim as a club and he just looked at me. I was like, Bekheim is not a club. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, I think I know where you're going with this. But what was your first impression once you were there? Um, 
do you mean the first time I went there or the first time I kind of felt like, whoa, this is amazing? Both. Okay, first time I went there, um, I was like, I think I arrived at like three on a Saturday. It was not super much people. Was It was like a lot of people, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like crazy. I felt it was very spacious. <laughs> I felt it was uh, pretty intense which i like like i am a person who likes intensity yeah and i was standing on those uh, on the top on the black uh, you know the the black uh, what is it like platforms ah okay <laughs> where you see people yeah, a little bit i was fun. standing there and dancing and i was like oh you know I I felt I thought it was nice. Like I really like it was like this good sound. It's a quality club, mm-hmm. obviously, but I just didn't feel the same kind of freedom, maybe that I feel right now. Because you were in a point where you got what the music meant for people. For me, I guess, yeah. Like it's also a very meditative music. Yeah. So I feel that when you're like you the brain instead of trying to to control it mm-hmm. you kind of like let it be what it is and just find a place within yourself that is like working with it somehow then i think that it can be such a powerful meditative state Mm. and from that like you can like i mean so many great ideas can come to you you can also be completely like after a heavy weekend just completely released like released like physically and And mentally mentally as well like i there was one time where i went to like a a club just after work like i had uh, it was uh, marina like dr rubinstein had a birthday party in oxy and uh, we went just after work and we didn't stay very long but it was because this was also in a period i think it was over the pandemic but in the summertime so people could still be outdoors mm. but it was um such a nice life because i was like i don't have time to go but like okay let's go let's do it and we went there and then stayed only for like four hours or something and we were like wow you know now i'm ready to, I, I i just went to the spa the kind of feeling like pff, you just released all mm. the stress and you get so much positive energy from the music and actually definitely to not forget also the djs like fuck they can really good djs they're good because they know a good selection they're good because they can read the crowd Mm -hmm. many of them i feel must be very sensitive to energy you know yeah which is like nur (laughs) what you discuss in your podcast yeah yeah um exactly that's a topic that i also enjoy to talk to them about um and to read a crowd and to bring the crowd with them Mm -hmm. up you know on their level so i mean it's it's hard work they're doing many of them or like you know you need to like 
learn and read the crowd as well Mm. because i i also think it's all about the energy i'm also interested in your taste of music Mm -hmm. i know it's so hard to choose like your favorite artists Mm. there's so many good ones but what what do you really really love like to go see play like there's one club i know in in berlin where they have a secret lineup okay uh, i think that's really cool like then you definitely need to to trust mm. but i really appreciate how they create that trust you know like they they're like it's gonna be secret it's nice to go and be surprised and let yourself just i think it's, this is what differs it from going to a concert in some way mm. like you book a ticket and you see a, go to a concert that's one thing like i love that too mm. and that's really really beautiful um when the club you have to trust the club and the the bookers and the you know the whole so you don't like you don't want to know too much about it you like surprise me And I want good music. It depends. Definitely oh. there's some times where I'm like, oh, the line- lineup is great. Like mm-hmm. I am, I have to, to go mm-hmm. this time because I really like, I know I, last time I saw this person, it was amazing. I mm-hmm. need to go and see again. Blah, blah. Or, but it's, it's also like, I feel that I can also now, like I don't, I don't go out clubbing every weekend. Like my energy cannot handle that. So when I, when I have time, I decide on a weekend. I'm like, this weekend, I'm going to go out. And then, let's see what's going on that weekend. But, ah, but it, you know. I like that. Yeah, it it makes sense. I mm. think if you work a lot, um, you cannot go every weekend, no, unfortunately. Soon to an end. Mm. But because Playful Magazine is not just about techno and uh, music, it's also about kink. Yes. Do you have any kinks? Oh, what a great uh, question. My kink is probably seeing people's kinks. I get very aroused by people being into their thing. Mm -hmm. Like, so I I don't have, for example, a leather kink or a latex kink or Mm. a being humiliated kink. That's definitely not my kink. But <laughs> but I do enjoy people who are like in it mm-hmm. and enjoy what they do. And I mean, this is also such a diplomatic answer. I feel like I'm a politician. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> You're but just yeah, Amanda. I'm just Amanda. The yeah, real but Amanda. I really... I really enjoy people who have found their own kink because I think that's a big thing to have discovered something within yourself that you are like, I'm completely into this. Like we have this one guest coming up, coming up, mm-hmm. who is a dominatrix and does uh, dental things. So she used to work as a dental, uh, den- not a dentist, dentist assistant. What's the name? And And so she knows about these things and her subs come into her studio and they sit in her chair and she like, you know, examines their teeth and can do like <laughs> easy light works, you know, mm-hmm. on the teeth. But her thing is obviously to dominate them. And a lot of, of them are like facing their fears within these. And it's, I mean, it's a really, really interesting. Mm. They're so, I think kink is so broad. But it's so broad and it's so hard also to, if you don't have any common kink, mm-hmm. 
and maybe you have something more niche, then mm. it's so hard to find like what is your kink. I exactly. It's like either you have a specific one or you're open. I would say I'm very open-minded. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would never judge anyone's kink. You know, because I don't think a kink is either something that is like people who assault other people or like who humiliate people and don't understand um, consent. Mm-hmm. That's not a kink. Yeah, you definitely. know, that's like definitely a, not a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Literally. so I'm not speaking about those things. But people who are like. Who, underst- who are smart, who understand these things, who are sexual, and who just go for what they like. I'm all into it. Like, I love it. I support it with all my heart. Oh, that's nice. And one last thing about, like, sex and kink. Um, do you recommend any sex toys for women? Any, like... Definitely. <laughs> okay, tell me. Let's start. No. <laughs> uh, if there's only one thing you can spend your money on... Because it's pretty expensive, I feel like, it no? It depends. I, this one specifically, the Satisfier Pro 2 Next Generation. That one, I got mine for... my. I, I got mine when I turned 25. Was I'm that your... 32, over 32 now. So I've been having mine for seven years. It still works like a charm. Huh. So, I mean, I don't pay many cents a day for that one. <laughs> if we think about it like this, you know, it was probably like between 50 and 100 euros. But it's amazing. Was that your first? No. No, no, no. No, no. actually, when I was like, uh, when I turned 18, my a group of friends gifted me like a dildo. I think that was my first, mm-hmm. or maybe I already have one, had one then. Maybe it was my second. I don't remember. Something like this, because I didn't have sex for a year, and they called me the nun. <laughs> they were like the nun. Why didn't you have sex for a year? Was it a choice? Um, like, like it was. Uh, well, many things. This could be another episode, <laughs> but it was. Basically about me not having the right opportunities and have have been through something that made me feel not comfortable mm-hmm. enough to do it with anyone. with the ones available, <laughs> I guess, or like you know needing to find another a safe space. Yeah, and I think it's so important as well when you're so young. Important. Like I mean, we are we are going through so like as. Women, queer people, and men, of course, as well, like cis men and, and, and anyone in between. I mean, where a life can involve so many situations where you're being assaulted or like humiliated. Like, it's the things around sex, like, sex is such a heavy topic, it's so yeah. big and it touches on so many other subjects and topics that we have to deal with it and i recommend if there's something i could recommend it's like deal with it like Mm. dig deeper into your sexuality find out what makes you scream (laughs) for the good reasons and like discover it and try to figure out 
what makes you feel claustrophobic in your own body and where that stems from and how you can claim your own space within your sexuality so that you feel free. That was beautiful. Okay, great. <laughs> That's good. I hope you enjoyed the episode. The next one will be all about fashion trends and finding your style. So if you want to hear more, click on the above follow button. Stay pretty grounded and I'll see you in the next episode.